Hello you, how are you? It's weird because usually I'm always the one with some random random shirt on. And today, and you have the Station 19, but we're flopped. We're We're, we're switched. I have a Brandy Carlisle t-shirt on. You do. God, it I says... loved that song you sent me. <gasps> Did you like it? Oh, God. Yeah, I listened to it on the plane, right? You yeah. were distracting me. Yeah. And um, thank God for 12 hours. Um, <laughs> and God, it gave me chills and teared me up that song. Beautiful yeah. voice, first of all, by the way. I can't believe I've yeah. never heard of her before. She's honestly um, incredible. Brandy Carlo, yeah. I can't say enough good things. Um, yeah. She is from Seattle. So there's, hey, the, there's the little the little Station 19, you know, reference. Yeah. There. She actually, in her earlier years, in the sort of early to mid-noughties, had a few songs played on Grey's Anatomy. They played a few of her songs on there. And awesome. You know, is that how you heard of her or you knew of her before that? No, I came across her really randomly because I'm mad obsessed with Cheryl Crow. Cheryl Crow was oh, like, oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So Cheryl Crow was. I, I discovered Cheryl Crow when she first came out when I was at a really impressionable age. So, sure. Um, when I was twelve, her record came out, and the only girl that I'd seen play guitar apart from that was Joni Mitchell, who was my dad's age. Uh huh. So <laughs> to see yeah. like a chick play the guitar and be kind of cool and you know, kind of she's a little bit rock and roll, and and I played the guitar and didn't have any kind of contemporary role models so Cheryl Crow was that for me and then Cheryl Crow was kind of an early adopter of Brandy Carlisle's music and pulled Brandy Carlisle up on stage with her to do some duets and stuff with her and I was randomly watching YouTube videos one day or well, listening to YouTube just stuck a, a Cheryl Crow YouTube playlist on and let it run and I heard if it makes you happy for about the 85th time that day <laughs> but she'd pulled Brandy Carlisle up on stage to sing it with her and I was busy doing other things and when I heard Brandy's voice I was like what is that yeah <laughs> and um and looked up and and um then had to look up who she was and from there on I was like completely yeah obsessed because she's absolutely incredible but she's she's really only just breaking through as I say Grey's Anatomy they had a few songs on Grey's Anatomy in the early to mid noughties and they did a I don't know if you know because I know you're not a Grey's fan they did a musical episode of Grey's Anatomy oh no I didn't that's hilarious (laughs) but no I didn't know it is it's I don't know whether it's brilliantly bad or badly brilliant (laughs) I can't decide (laughs) you just have to like it Um, right yeah but there's a massive number in it Sara Ramirez does the bulk of the singing and they have got an absolutely incredible voice Mm -hmm. Um, and their big number is called The Story and that is a Brandy Carlisle song but obviously Brandy Carlisle doesn't sing it because Sara Ramirez sings it man they should have had her guest star or something and sing it with her that would have been cool that would have been so cool. That would have been very cool. But yes, but yeah, and then um, when you were on the plane and I was running out of things to distract you, I was just like, oh, music. And so I sent you, yeah, sent you a link to or told you to look up a song yeah. called The Joke by Brandy yes. Carla, which is their big breakout hit. So they're now starting to get a lot more success and they've won a lot of Grammys and a lot of people have heard of them now because they're a band. The lead singer is called Brandy yeah. Carla, but yeah. they're they're a band. So yeah, I sent you the joke, which is a bit of a, an anthem, and um, it's on this record. By the way, I forgive you, which is which the shirt is, I have on. So two two things about that story. First one, yeah. when you sent me that song and I saw the title of it, I thought it was going to be some kind of like I don't know, just um, 
kind of goofy. Um, I don't know, just like the joke, you know, I didn't think I'm an it was idiot. Gonna be, I didn't think it was going to be as powerful of a song as it was. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I've actually listened to it since then because it's an amazing song. Um, second story is, you know, M- Melissa, um, I had download. I had paid for the free, the, not free, obviously, because I paid for it, but <laughs> there's a free Wi-Fi package yeah. that's really crappy. So I paid for like the most expensive one, which was like 20 bucks, which I thought was cheap. Um, that allowed me to be able to listen to the song. But I did it so Melissa and I could text the whole time because um, I, I was like, Melissa, there's no way I'm going to survive this 12-hour flight. Like this is... My anxiety was getting bad. I'm like, this is bad. I'm not going to be able to do this. And she loyally and faithfully texts me the entire 12 hours of the flights, <laughs> which is insane. But it was so funny because um, at one point she was like, this is so bad. I, all I can think of now is I spy and that's not going to work. And I laughed so hard for so long. Because I'm like, yeah, I spy something. (laughs) I was like, you're on a plane. I'm in my living room. I don't think this is going to work. Yeah. And she was like, this is all I can think of. What are we going to do? It was so funny. Uh, I still still think of that sometimes. But um, yeah, it was good times for sure. And I recreated because you because you hadn't been able to download or you'd downloaded but couldn't access or something. Yeah, it, I, yeah, it, it wouldn't work. Like the the package I paid for, even though it was the highest one, it wouldn't let you stream, even though I had downloaded it. And so I was recreating episodes of Station Nineteen via gifts. She was. She was sending me like the, the gifts in order of in scenes trunk, from yeah, Station chronological Nineteen. Order. Yeah, it was oh, so funny. <laughs> so yeah, we made the twelve hours. We made them go by. Hopefully it went a bit quicker for you. Yeah, it did. <laughs> it did. Plus the upgrade, the upgrade helped too. Oh gosh, so. yeah. Thank goodness yeah. for that. If I wouldn't upgrade, I wouldn't have made it. <laughs> no, there wouldn't no have been way. anything I could do about that, I'm afraid. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so oh uh, be- before we start, I need yeah. to, um, somebody messaged me and corrected me and I want to correct the I want to correct it because um, I don't want to spread any kind of misinformation. I guess apparently um, Katerina did come back later and finish the selfies that she had. Uh, okay. That she had in the left. afternoon. Yeah, that um, she had left and I thought she didn't finish. I guess she did come back. Somebody messaged me and said, no, she did come back because that's how I got my selfie. So I just wanted to, I told them I would correct it on the podcast that um, she did come back because I don't want to spread any kind of anything that's not um, correct. So yeah, I guess she did come back and finish them and people did get their stuff. And me either, 100% wouldn't have blamed her. But um, yeah, so I just wanted to get that out of the way before we got jumped in. Good, good, good. And we are going back to the very beginning today where it all started where it all started and I'm excited. Um, me too so because this is where for me it all started so my notes I've I've upgraded them a little bit I've added I've titillated my notes but my original notes 
are dated 14th of January because when the podcast still just was an idea in my head, it came about because I was rewatching season one. And I kind of got like 10 minutes into one of the episode, the well, the, this episode, the first episode, and thought, do you know what? There might well be a podcast in this. There just might be. After Julia had like got it into my head that maybe I sure. should do a podcast. I thought maybe sure. there is. I'll just grab my laptop and I'll just bang out some and see see what comes out. And it was mm. in the doing of that that I thought there is a podcast in here. And that's when I came up with the name 2020 as well station 19 2020 because hindsight is 2020 and I was watching it with the benefit of hindsight and I was kind of looking at them stressing out over what they were stressing out at and thinking god if you knew then what you know now you wouldn't be you know but hindsight being always 2020 and I was like oh because I've got a clear view of it I'm seeing it in 2020 vision oh look this is all making sense so I'm excited to go back and when I it was enlightening to me when I read my (laughs) read my notes as well so and when I went back over my notes and tarted them up a bit so Mm -hmm. because we've had another half of the season because it was during the hiatus that I did that and we've had Mm -hmm. like another half a season since then so my perspective had changed even more Mm -hmm. so I don't know how you when when was the last time that you'd seen season one before this current rewatch? I can honestly say I had not gone back to season one, episode one, for probably this might be the first time because what I had done in the past was just gone back and watched my favorite episodes. Right. Um, from each season. Yeah. And I don't remember, you know, I didn't remember season one, episode one being a favorite. Um, I mean, it's a good episode, but it's not, like I said, my favorite. Season two, or episode two, season one, episode two was one of my favorites, yeah. um, which we'll get to. But um, it's been, it's probably been maybe a couple of years since I went back and watched season one, episode one. So f- really fresh eyes for you, really, really fresh eyes. Yes, yeah. And, and I've watched it a couple of times now preparing for the, the podcast. Yeah. Um, and it's a good episode, just not a favorite of mine. And you know how like I'm a little bit, what's the polite term? Quirky. Um, <laughs> with certain like things that I pick out. I really liked with some like funny little coincidences with us. So... What episode number of our podcast is this, Tiffany? It's it's twenty, right? It's nineteen. No, it's nineteen. It's 19. Sorry, it's I 19. actually wrote. I wrote nineteen. God, I wrote recording <laughs> nineteen. God, it's episode nineteen. So it is episode nineteen. So it's episode one for them, and it's episode nineteen for us. And so I kind yeah, of like that. Kind of like that one nineteen. Yeah. That it's falling on nineteen. Yeah. And what's the first victim called? She is called. She's called Tiffany. She is. She's called Tiffany. She is. So I liked that as well. I was like, this is super appropriate. It is, for sure. Episode 19, and she's called Tiffany. There's no Melissa in it. I was very disappointed. No, there isn't. That's a bummer. Even though there was two incidences, there's no Melissa. No Melissa's. No. Oh, no. Two incidences is episode two. Sorry. I just watched that last night, so it's fresh in my I think there might be three in this one. Yeah. Yeah. So historically we've kind of gone through things in blocks yeah but I felt with this episode I don't know how you feel 
I felt with this one that everyone seemed very much together and it seemed quite linear. Yes. So are you happy to go through it in just kind of like chronological order, like as it happened, rather than going from block to block? Yeah, no, that, I pictured it that way too, especially the way it, it just kind of came out and, and the way that it, especially for it being our first one as well, um, I thought it might be cool to go through it, everything the way that it happened, almost like we're in the episode. You know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. And it did feel quite immersive as well. And I think because the team were, ascent- I don't, I mean, we'll see when we go through it, but it seemed like they were very much everyone together the whole time throughout the episode it didn't feel like there was jumping from these folks to these folks it was just like about the team I felt so written very differently largely well and apart from Andy I think there was a bit with Andy in her apartment isn't there actually but other than that yeah so you're happy to go through blow by blow yeah let's do it cool 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 okay episode 101 here we are air date 18th of the 4th, 2018. For you Americans, that's... um, That's... uh, April the 18th. April 18th, 04, 18th. Yes. Yes. Written by Stacey McKee. Shonda Rhimes has got her name on the writing credit, but Shonda Rhimes is on all of the writing credits. I'm not entirely sure how much writing she did. She actually does, yeah. (laughs) But for the purposes of this, I shall leave her in. Stacey McKee and Shonda Rhimes. Directed by none other than Mr. Paris Barkley. And the logline slash synopsis for this one said, Andy Herrera must step up when the Station 19 crew responds to an apartment fire and Captain Pruitt takes a hit. So we start with a cold open, which is different to what we're used to seeing now because it mainly starts with a montage these days. But we start with a cold open, Tiffany, and her laptop catches fire on her bed. Yep so annoyed Julia (laughs) she felt so vindicated (laughs) Julia's thing is laptops on soft surfaces oh okay I'm not allowed to leave the laptop on the sofa it has to be tipped up so that the fan is facing out and if we leave the house it has to be put on the glass coffee table so that any residual heat can seep through the glass (laughs) so when she saw the laptop catch fire on the bed she just gave me a look (laughs) and your mother's German so you know the look yeah I know the look very well (laughs) and you you often can't say anything to or at the look because the look is just the look so you just gotta kind of be like all right you just have to accept it and move on you do (laughs) so anyway that's my personal gripe out of the way um and then disconcertingly for me when I first heard it because as we all know I started with 305 mm-hmm. we get a voiceover from Andy we do and she's talking about sliding down poles and getting stuck and so using the stairs instead and then 19 are at the fire and it's Andy and Pruitt who are outside the truck discussing the nature and the location of the fire and so immediately we're positioning Andy as the captain's right hand man slash woman Right, even though Jack is the his high his lieutenant is his lieutenant, right? yeah, yeah, and I think that the episode does a brilliant job because we get a sweep of everybody. Then, so the captain calls everyone by their name and gives them their assignments, so we know who everybody is. We rescue Tiffany without yeah. much incident, but she says they have to go back in for Charlie. They're worried that Charlie is a child. Charlie, it turns out, is a West Highland White Terrier. <laughs> 
Um, and Miller calls dibs on the puppy. <laughs> Tiffany's shaking her head. Because you can't call it, he's like, there, there, it was dibs a cute scene. You can't call it dibs was. on the puppy. And he's like, I did. I, I called did. dibs, I just on, called the dibs on the puppy. Yeah, so. Good on him. Someone had to call dibs on the puppy. Um, and Andy and Maya are then making fun of him as he's sort of flashing the puppy around, taking all the glory yeah. for rescuing yeah. the puppy. And they say that he must practice his moves. And then they say that they're the ones that saved her butt, but he's the one getting all the credit. And that it's not going to fly when they're in charge. No, because next time. So I think that it, it like set it up as well, like a little bit of foreshadowing. Okay, we've got strong female leads. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully this is where we're going. Yeah. So that's sort of like the opening. Yep the opening scene that we get. What did you think about the cold opening versus the montage? You know, the scene, the scenes are so different um, from the episodes we're at now. And, you know, I remember thinking that, you know, because I started watching it when, I don't know what, was it season two or three with Ripley? Which two. season was that too? Um, I remember thinking that I wasn't sure if I would have gotten so much into it as I did if that was the first episode I saw. Yeah. Um, and I don't mean that in a bad way. It's no, no, just, no. I understand completely what you're saying. Yeah, I just, it wasn't awful. It, it's a good, it's a good episode. It's a good show. But I appreciate the episode now because of my love for the show. Um, just not sure if I would have stuck, if I would have like seen that episode and be like, oh my God, this is the best show ever. I love this show. I have to watch this show. Um, so I think I appreciate the way it's, it's introduced now more than it was then. Yeah. And I think for me, it's because now it's very much, and I think this started with season three and with Krista Vernoff's taking over the reins. Yeah. Um, it's much more of an emotional show and it's much more about who these people are, how they got to where they are, because that's it's season three that we start to get the flashbacks of, we see it through Pruitt's eyes, don't we? How yeah. Pruitt selected them to be yeah. on his team. Right. And I like that because I, that's what I attach to. That's what I find interesting is people and how people tick and the emotion of it. And so that's why I love it, because I think mm -hmm. it's got a real heartbeat. Mm -hmm. Is that similar to you? Is that what you think about? You mean, is that why you, you love it? For, for, for what now, it is now. Or the, yeah, for, for what, what it is, is now. now. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think each character just, I don't know, each character brings so much. Yeah. Um, and... And I, and I agree, you kind of see so much of the lives of each character and how they got where they are and who they are. Um, and I agree, definitely see through when Pruitt said that statement, he picked them all because they're family. Yeah. Um, you actually do see that now. And, you know, and even, even family goes through, because, you know, each one, almost each character has had some kind of, I was going to say tiff, <laughs> tiff or arg argument. <laughs> yeah, they've butted you know, they heads. They say a, yeah. a tiff, yeah. Yeah. Um, with each other at some point, they've had, you know, and, and that happens. That's very real, right? 
But yes. they always come back to that that kind of family bond relationship. And at the end of the day, even if they are in a bad place, they're coming for each other. You know what yes. I mean? Yes, yes, and, yes. Um, and so, yeah, I very much appreciate that and, and love that about the show now. Um, of course, we're not going to see that in episode one because we're just exactly. starting. They can't. But- they can't yeah. do that. So, yeah. so yeah, so it kind of had to be a different show when it started because, you, you know, you have to get introduced to everybody and you have to get to know them uh, sort of on right. a surface level. It's kind of like starting a new job. It is. You don't know anybody. You don't know Everybody's anybody. You just, yeah. yeah, you just get like an idea of everybody. In the first couple of weeks that you're there, you, you kind of learn everybody's name. You learn what their personalities are like. And what everyone's work dynamic is like, how everybody interacts with each other. And then you start filling in the blanks and filling in the gaps and building things up after that. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because, which I'm sure we'll get to this, but some characters in the first episode, I didn't care for as I care for now. Nope. Um, there are things that certain characters did where I'm like, well, that was mean, or I don't like your personality. One, one in particular, I did not care for the entire episode, anything they did, I did not like. And now I love them. They're one of my favorite characters. So I think the characters were written differently, or maybe they started writing them a certain way and they weren't quite sure where they were going with them. Um, so there's, there's that too, that not really caring for who they were or what they were. Yeah, I think some of them, I mean, it's in my notes further down, we can go into it later on in a bit more depth, but I felt like some of them, it could have been any episode from any season and it's, the lines still would have fit, they were exactly the same. And other yeah, yeah, characters, yeah. it was like, I did like a really short live last week and I said, it's like watching a Facebook memory that someone's posted yeah, yeah, from like yeah, 10 yeah, yeah. years ago. Yeah. Of someone that you've only known for the last two years. And it's like, face I recognize, voice I recognize, yeah. actions and personality I do not recognize. You know, someone yeah. who's like, if you've got like a mate who's really buttoned down, really sensible, works hard, family person. And then you see a video of them 10 years ago and they're sipping tequila out of a barmaid's belly button. And you're like, what, who, who, pardon, who, what? <laughs> some, some of them was like that. It's like, who, who are yeah. you? So, yeah. yeah, that's funny. But it did feel a little bit like that in Shades. But I think that the cold opens worked back then because it was more focused on like the action. And so that works, introducing us to these Mm -hmm. people that that we want to see saved and sort of setting up the situation rather than the montages now, which kind of show you where our people are. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And... What do you feel about the voiceovers? Because, no, you say, because <laughs> I need to, probably need to temper myself. <laughs> you know, I had never seen Grey's, as you know, so yeah. I didn't know that it was a Meredith Grey thing, which I think a lot of people did not care for because of that. Um, I liked it in certain episodes. The episode that I can think of because like, I don't think it was always necessary and, and the things that were said were not always likable. No. But there was an episode where it happened where I really appreciated it, like getting the insight of her. Mm. And and it would have been nice to get the insight of more than just her. 
Oh my um, god, I've literally written that down. It would have been more interesting you? if they'd rotated the voiceovers between characters. Yeah. Could have worked that way, yeah. but not sustainable for it to just be Andy, is what I've written down. Yeah. So yeah, exactly the same. But the, the only episode I really, really liked it and cared for it was the episode where um, Sullivan kind of, like, they were they were, like, going at it, and then he stops and, like, kind of sends her away. Right with these mixed feelings and mixed yeah. emotions. And it was nice to hear where she was at because of that, because that was a hard scene. And so, or maybe if they only did it when there were really hard or difficult moments to kind of get yeah. that inner, inner look. Um, but all the time, one person is a little much. Yeah. And I think it works for Grays because she is very much Meredith is, or was, she's left now, but Although she still does the voiceovers. Does she really? Yeah. Um, That's funny. Yeah, well, she did for the remainder of 19. I don't know what she'll do for season 20 if she'll stay doing the doing the voiceover. But it's called Grey's Anatomy, so they kind of still have to... I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. I don't know. But it, but it worked for that because the show was called Grey's Anatomy and it was very Meredith Grey-centric. And I don't know whether they started this show with the intention of Andy being the protagonist, but the fact that it's called Station 19 and then you've got one person doing the voiceover all the time, it feels very mismatched. Right. So it just didn't... And you said, well, some some of the things she said weren't likeable, agreed. Also, sometimes it felt really extraneous. It felt like they didn't really know what to say. But... But oh, but this is the format of the show, so she has to say something, right? So right. yeah, I, I it doesn't do it for me. I can understand and agree with that a hundred percent. Yeah, and it semi does it for you, but only semi does it for you. <laughs> is that what we're saying? Yep. They also had a flash forward at the end of the scene as well, and they were doing flash forwards, weren't they? Which they no longer do. Yeah, like at the end of each scene, there was a flash of what was coming. But did you like that? Um, again, I think it works for the show it was then. Yeah, but not now. But it wouldn't work for the show it is now. Yeah. And the more I think about it, the more I think I agree with you that I probably would have watched it, continued to watch it if I'd started from season one, because it was a banger of a, it was a very good pilot. Yeah. But I think it would have been... Like sometimes Julia and I will sit down and we had a, an absolute shocker of a day at work and we're both mentally exhausted and we'll put something on that we don't have to think about and we 50% watch it and 50% play on our phones. Yeah. And and yeah. I think it would have been one of those shows for me mm-hmm. um, if it had continued in that vein. Right. Yeah. Right. Not so emotionally no. involved or in depth or. Yeah. yeah. For sure. But yeah. Have you got anything else to say about the beginning part? Mm-mm. I think we've no. covered that up, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Guys, you can't see Tiffany, but I can see Tiffany. And she's just got herself in a cosy position. She's just closed her eyes ever so slightly because she's being a trooper. But I will tell you, Tiffany has COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. And she, she was doing really, really well. <laughs> and I can see her fading. Bless her little heart. I, I told you I feel because I just woke up so I'm like yeah, yeah great feel great let's start the day and now I've been up for like 
an hour and I'm like okay. yeah <laughs> bless you <clears throat> right we head back to the station mm-hmm. and we've got Benjamin Warren being called new guy by Vic who is busting his balls and giving him all the grunt work to do this um, is where I do not like I do this is where I start to not like Vic there you go 100 percent well I kind of didn't mind because I like Ben now. However, um, yes. Ben in Greys for me was an absolute pain in the ass. Yeah, you he remember you telling me that. He was extremely arrogant, very 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 mm-hmm. arrogant. Um mm-hmm. and and it, he was trying it again in this episode of Station 19. Yeah. And I quite enjoyed to be perfectly honest Vic putting him in his place because when he moved over from Greys he needed it. Yeah, um, for sure. So it's probably not a terrible thing, but she was really mean and she was hazing him. But also, she'd just come off from being proby, and we know that they don't treat probies particularly well. So she was she was yeah. probably on a little bit of a, of a power trip. But she probably was, and and I get that. It's just there was one scene that that we'll get. To, well, I don't know if we'll get to it or not because we're kind of just kind of going over um, scenes, but when um she tells him to fix the hoses and she's like figure it out i didn't care for that that part i'm like come on you can like i just thought that that was i don't know yeah. the way she said it with her the look on her face and the tone i just found it very arrogant and i didn't care for it yeah no fair enough no she was um she didn't treat him particularly well no no I will she give, didn't very much Not give you that but he no. immediately pulls the surgeon card when she's giving him all the grunt work. He so you does, can kind yeah. of see why she might be doing that because this is the first time we've seen him pull the surgeon card. You can guarantee he's been doing it for the last two bloody weeks. One, he deserves it, honestly, because we see, as we see, he almost gets somebody hurt, right? Yeah. By like, oh, we have to start heparin. We have to do this. We have to do that. Exactly. And yeah. so, yeah, I get it. I get it. But I love that. I did appreciate that she just vicked him. And yeah. was completely unimpressed that, that he was a surgeon. She's just like yeah. not not impressed with it. And I, I yeah, didn't, she's uh, like okay, yeah, yeah. So that's outside. Inside, Gibson is appealing for a poll day, and we learn that Jack Gibson has been at nineteen for two years, mm-hmm. um, and that in that time they have never used the poll. And Pruitt says that puppies and Tiffany's do not make a poll day. Right. I respectfully disagree. <laughs> Any day for me that has a puppy and a Tiffany in it. <laughs> it was a full day. Pole day, yeah. But it's kind of emphasised again, we see more again, that Andy is Pruitt's right-hand man because she's chasing around after him. And then we see that actually she's more than his right-hand man. Um, she's handing him things to sign. She's checked his calendar for him. She's filed reports for him. She's making sure that he's properly nourished. She's his caretaker. <laughs> she's not yeah. just his right-hand woman. She's his caretaker. And for then, sure. Kel Surprise, we find out that that's because they're father and daughter. And then we get our first family dinner scene, the first table scene. And I just thought that that was really masterfully written. I thought that was really well written. Because yeah. we learn a little bit about almost everybody mm-hmm. and we get to see their dynamics and how they interact with each other. So yeah. Travis has cooked a meat-free meatloaf, which Dean isn't very happy about. Maya's bantering with and mocking Miller, asking him if he's trying to bulk up to rescue more itty-bitty puppies. And then we learn that Maya was an Olympian 
Travis says with sadness that the meal was his husband's recipe. So now we found out that A, he's gay, and B, his husband's gone, and he's not very happy about it. Yep. That's all we know at this point. It's not long again before Warren inserts his surgeon knowledge one more time when Dean's complaining about eating a plant-based meal, and again Vic shuts him down. So it's everything's starting to build. I just thought it was really well done, that, that mm. table scene. Um, and then Pruitt says that it takes guts to cut someone open and he likes guts. He expects everyone on the team to have guts, which leads him into a story which everyone moans about because they must have heard it all before. Right. Um, but Warren hasn't, obviously. And he embarrasses Andy with a childhood story about when she flew out to New York when she was 12 to drag him home from ground zero. And we've got Maya grinning, mocking her, mouthing baby Rambo because she knows it's coming. And everyone sort of has a bit of a cringe, but secretly thinks it's quite sweet. Um, And I just think that that was superbly done. It felt very authentic and it would still feel authentic now. Do you think? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do. Yes, for sure. But it it kind of the way it introduced everybody and got more into like the the family dynamic then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I thought it was really well done. And then, of course, Andy and Jack sneak off to go and have sex in the equipment room. Um, Andy <laughs> finds a ring in Jack's pocket and is absolutely horrified. And he asks if she doesn't want to get married or just doesn't want to get married to him. And they are saved by Zibel. So, thoughts, feelings? Um... I would have liked to see that scene happen now. I think Jack is such a different person than he was in, in that episode. Um, even the way he looked. To me, he, he's mm. the most changed character in his appearance. Yeah. Um, but, and and Andy has grown to be such a different person. And I don't know. I don't, you don't, you never know really where they quite are, um, Jack and Andy. But... No. I I don't think I don't know. I just would like to see do you think their relationship could work now? Do you think they'd be a good couple now? No. You you don't? No. I just don't I didn't understand there were like throwbacks. There was a kind of throwback comments because obviously I started watching season 3. There were throwback comments to them being together and mm-hmm. I was like eh I don't oh no I don't I don't no, get I don't it see it and then I when I watched it I was like oh no I don't I definitely don't get it I definitely don't get it no um okay. no and even he is a completely different person he was Mr. Smooth in yeah in the beginning you know and he is kind of positioned I think as like the sexy guy that all the straight girls at least are supposed to I think he's supposed to be like the good looking, sexy guy, mm-hmm. isn't he? Is he? I think mm-hmm. he is. Yeah. The heartthrob. That's the word I'm looking for. I think he was supposed to be yeah. the heartthrob. And so he was Mr. Smooth, you know, and his neatly trimmed beard and his perfect hair and, you know, his eyebrows were different, I think. <laughs> um, but I didn't get him and Andy then. And I don't get him now when he's like, everyone's cute baby brother that's just getting himself into trouble all the time and needs rescuing from himself now in the later seasons I don't get that either I haven't understood Andy and Jack as a couple in any carnation of Andy or Jack Okay, I just don't get it and their chemistry to me was horrible 
<laughs> when they were like making out in the equipment room, uh, it yeah. didn't. It, it was. It didn't go for you. It no. It felt really awkward. I was just like, oh god, what am I watching? <laughs> it didn't. They, uh, it didn't seem like they were having a nice time. <laughs> That's so funny for me. Did I mean? Did yeah. you think? Did Did you think they I, made I didn't sense think that- or? I didn't think the chemistry was overly there. I think I just would have liked to have seen, you know, we kind of, they introduced them as a couple and ended them as a couple within 20 minutes of the, you know, of an episode. And I just would have liked to have seen it over a couple episodes. That's all. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, I'm like about the details. Who carries a bloody engagement ring in a box round in their pocket? Right. Unless you're going to be ready to use it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and especially 100%. in that kind of job where it's likely to fall out of said pocket, keep it in your locker, son. Yeah, right. And it could have fallen out of his locker. She still could have come across it that way. They could have been having a conversation, yeah. and he accidentally pulled it out of the locker. It didn't need to be yeah. in his pocket. Yeah. So you know how things like that bother me. <laughs> but yeah, I think the main thing that I took from that was that people like Travis and Vic around that dinner table. And when they first come in and Travis says, oh, the pole is mocking them, it's tall, shiny and mocking. That could be Travis anytime. Vic breaking everyone's balls could be Vic anytime. But then you've got Jack, who is like, I recognize your face just about. I recognize your voice, but I do not recognize anything that you're saying or doing right now. Yeah, no, Jack has completely changed for sure. Well, then we head to a second fire. And on the way, Maya is being told by Andy about the proposal. I love that scene so much. I've written in massive capital letters, love Maya. Yeah, love Maya in that scene so much. She was light. She was funny. The facial expressions. Yeah, I love how she kind of just went with whatever Andy was giving her. Yeah. like, oh, that's great. Oh, Andy, no, that's, that's and great. then she reads Andy's face. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. are not happy. Why would we be? Yeah. He's a monster. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, love, love it so much. Yeah. And the fun <clears throat> is in the secret sex and, but it's all the we talk. Oh, we're not happy. Yeah. It's just, it was just brilliant. And then I loved how they, in tandem, when Warren's like, oh, what's going on? And they both go, nothing new guy. Yeah. In tandem at exactly the same time. Loved, loved that. And then as we pull up, we meet Ryan because his cop cars blocked the hydrant. So Andy just does what any reasonable person would do and just rams his cop car with <laughs> their fire truck right, um, right. whilst yelling at him on the phone. And they start arguing like siblings, even kind of saying, well, I'm telling my boss. Well, I'm telling my boss, you know, like kids going, oh, I'm yeah. going to tell mum. Well, I'm going to tell mum on you. Yeah. But then we find out from Maya that they are actually high school sweethearts. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then per Pruitt's orders, Dean is training Warren, Andy and Maya pair up, and then Jack goes with Pruitt. And then Jack loses Pruitt somehow when he goes to check a kid's room. He comes out and Pruitt's gone. And then Maya and Andy find the captain, find Pruitt unconscious. And they start talking about technical stuff and the fire's choking and the flashpoint is imminent and it sounds very scary um (laughs) and then andy understandably is kind of panicking because pruitt her dad's unconscious and hasn't got a pulse Uh, maya makes and executes the plan which i kind of liked Mm -hmm. because she's been a bit of a joker up to this point 
Like we've just yeah. seen her as she's been the comic relief. And so it was quite cool to see her in action and see her be super sensible. And she's the one that keeps her cool, makes the plan, executes the plan, and they go out of the window. Right. At this point, we're 17 minutes in to the pilot. We know who all of the characters are. We know all of their relationships. We've seen humor. And now we can see the exciting stuff as well. There's flashy stunts, booms, bangs. I mean, that's pretty good stuff. I think yeah. for a pilot TV show to be quarter of an hour in, 17 minutes in, and we already know who everybody is, know how they interact with each other. And we've seen all sides of everything. I just thought it was really well done to have someone mm-hmm. leaping out of a window 17 minutes in and to already care about them, you know, whether they hit the ground or not, I think is, is pretty well done. Andy is fuming with Jack because he lost her dad um, and she's shoving him around and Ryan is the one who comes to comfort her. And so we're setting up now the love triangle straight away. Yep. Warren gets smacked down again, but it's by Travis this time, as you previously mentioned, because he could have killed Pruitt because they're on their way to Grace Sloan in the ambulance and Warren's wanting to overtreat. And so Travis basically tells him, look, you're trying to be a surgeon, not a firefighter. And doing that could have got Pruitt killed right in front of his daughter. And then we get a nice Grey's crossover for those of us who would have followed it over from Grey's because Bailey is the one that perceives Pruitt when he arrives at Grey Sloan. And then Andy and Jack have a fight and she blames Jack outright for her father's condition and calls him reckless. And then Meredith Grey appears, as does Maya with some of the team. But then Maya... That was really delicately done. So they showed straight away they could do delicate things as well because Maya looks at Andy's face, reads the room, and then ushers the team away to give Andy some space. Right. And it's Meredith that takes Andy into a closet, basically, so that she Mm -hmm. can break down and then tells her to pull herself together. So clearly, again, it's trying to get us to identify with Andy the way we do with Meredith, I think, at this point. Yeah. But we see what a close-knit team they are because everyone's in the waiting room waiting for news and again we see Maya and Andy's bond because Andy goes and sits next to Maya and they start having a little chat but they haven't got far when Bailey and Meredith come out and say that the surgery went well but they pull Andy aside to tell her that her dad has cancer and he's been hiding it Andy's obviously fuming with him but he says that there's no time to be angry with him because he needs to step down immediately and Gibson will take over until the department finds a new replacement. Yeah, which Andy was like, uh, no. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> thoughts, feelings about that? All of all that's gone before? That was my first um, take on Meredith. Um Yeah. I really appreciated that she gave Andy the time um, to be in that room. The only thing I didn't like was when she was standing there. Did she didn't really have a very compassionate look on her face? She is that just her? Yeah, Meredith is Meredith is a very still waters run deep kind of a person. Okay, because um, she, cause she just kind of was like, mm, looking at her watch, like, okay, you're done. And it was just like, yeah, okay. Meredith Grey is a very complicated character. She's had a very complicated life, very complicated upbringing. 
very very complicated okay. upbringing and she's emotionally a very complex person she's a good very good person she's very caring but she keeps it close to her chest like there's very few people okay. that she'll be that she'll be open with but yeah that was I thought it was kind it was it was kind and that's as soft as soft and squishy as Meredith Grey will get with anyone who's not Christina Yang who's, who's not <laughs> okay, in it anymore. I, I, I do remember the, the that name of that character so. yeah but yeah I just kind of felt she's been harsh there that's all yeah, I can see how if you're not familiar with Meredith that it could come across that way. Any more thoughts, feelings about about that? I absolutely loved the scene with Andy in the st- in the supply room. Um, yeah, I loved seeing that that part of her um, getting you know just. I think I think Jane Lee Ortiz pulled that scene off very well, and so it was a very good scene. Yeah, I think that's yeah. the best that I've seen her act actually. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of actually a little bit taken aback to see that, but I think maybe that yeah. she hasn't been given enough opportunities to do stuff like that. I agree. Yeah, I agree. She because um... clearly she she can do it and do it well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, loved that scene. I loved how literally from the ride to the fire to them waiting for Pruitt to come out of surgery at various points throughout that they set us up with the closeness of Andy and Maya yes you know Maya says to Andy about you know secret sex is the best so yeah. she obviously knows it's a secret to everyone but Maya that Jack and Andy yeah. are together and there's no competition between them for anything it's just complete support right but they've kind of set them up as well that Andy very much is like the straight man. She's very heavy, very serious. And Maya provides comic relief with all her snark and her witticisms and her facial expressions yeah. and everything. So that's a real change as well. Yeah. And then when Ryan's comforting Andy outside the apartment fire, it reminded me of Maya and Karina when Maya had the panic attack during their vacation. He's got his hands mm. on her shoulders, yeah. dead yeah. eye contact and just telling her to breathe. Yeah, that stuck out because I saw the other one first. I was like, "Oh, this feels there, recycled," and then it's like, "Oh, wait, yeah. no, it was the the one that I saw that, first that is the recycled first. one." Yeah, but yeah, it felt yeah. a bit recycled. But I don't have much more to say about that. If you want to move on to, okay, you happy to move on to the next bit? Sure. Yeah. Okay, so we're at Andy's house. She's doing laundry and drinking beer in her pajamas. What a winner! <laughs> <laughs> what a winning combination! If you have to do laundry, just do it whilst you cozy and drinking alcohol but Ryan comes over and then we find out more about their relationship and backstory so he's basically lived over the road for most of their lives he's moved away at some point and he's been back like a week or so and she tells Ryan that everyone's making decisions in her life without her and we know now obviously that that becomes a bit of a theme for Andy as the Mm -hmm. series progresses and she tells Ryan that Jack's impulsive and rash, and he's never filed a report in his life, which she knows because he does them all. And Ryan tells right. her that, that she should go for captain. And right. Ryan says that whilst he loves her dad, he sees that he treats her as a caretaker and doesn't see her as a leader. And I kind of yeah. loved that. And she breaks down saying she can't bury another parent. And we then learn that they were nine when Andy's mum died. And then they have a kiss and Andy takes his top off. And we leave them there. For sure. 
I mean, I've got some thoughts and feelings. Do you? I mean, honestly, it, I wasn't surprised by it with their history and her having a couple beers with laundry. I wasn't really surprised by it. Um, so I, I don't have too much thoughts by it, honestly. It just, it, with Shondaland and the way things are written, it was kind of expected for me. Yeah. Um, I love Ryan. Yeah, I, I do too. I'm devastated he left. Yeah. Especially after meeting him in, in um, Milan. He's so sweet. I would have loved to have seen him develop on the show. Yeah. I loved his character in that scene. Yeah. yeah just thought I it was brilliant. Too. They bounce off each other really, really well. He's very yeah, caring, do. very supportive. Their chemistry is a lot better, right? Their chemistry is ridiculous. I've written that down. More chemistry than yeah. with Jack, much less awkward kiss. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I love that he was concerned about how much she'd been drinking. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, like her ability to consent. Right. I loved that about him. But come on. She's cheated on Jack, surely. That's cheating, no? I, I mean, is it though? Well, did did they she, did they decide to stay in a relationship? They definitely didn't break up. She didn't say it's over. She just okay. kind of bulked at finding an engagement ring. He didn't even propose. She literally found an engagement ring, gave a few facial expressions, and then yelled at him for getting a dad nearly killed. And then that's all that's happened. If we're looking at it that way, then yes, she did cheat on him. But to me, I mean, what relationship is going to survive a... Yeah, no, I don't want to be engaged to you. I don't know. Julia and I made it through 14 years with, <laughs> with um, different views on marriage. But, but did somebody ask and somebody say no? No, but we discussed it and I said that I okay. wanted to be married and Julia said she did uh, not want to be married. Uh, okay, got it. And then she proposed out of the blue and I nearly, <laughs> nearly fell down. <laughs> You're like, wait, I, what? Yeah, I think actually what I did through all the tears was say, are you serious? This better not be a wind up. <laughs> so yeah, there was never any argument or any bad feeling about it. It was just that we had yeah. different views on marriage. She didn't want to be and I did. And I still wanted to be with her, obviously. Yeah. And she wanted to be with me. She just didn't want to be married. So I think sure. that, yeah, that's definitely not the end of things. Just to yeah. say... No, I don't want to marry you, but I still want to be with you and see where this thing goes. It wasn't... She didn't even say she didn't want to marry him. She just pulled a face. <laughs> like, <laughs> for me, that's 100% cheating. Okay, I, Yeah. Part two is already up and ready to roll, so head over there now and listen to us finish our breakdown of season one, episode one.